And uh, sometimes we think actually that we are talking about physical growth. You know, I was watching uh, this um, African magic something, and um, about 30 something year old man said, Ah, I want to grow. So that's why I read my Bible and pray every day. Grow in what? In stature. Sorry for him. There's an age when actually, you know, you are cut off from growth unless it is not normal. <laughs> and, um, but spiritually, we have to grow every day. We cannot come to a stage when we say that we have grown enough. There's no man or woman born of a woman that actually will say that he has come to a limit of growth spiritually. We are poor in spirit and we must seek for nourishment. Tonight we're talking about praying, prayer. And there are so many Bible passages that we can read from. But I would like for us to turn to the one of Matthew chapter 6. Matthew 6, uh, 5 to 18. Matthew 6, 5 to 18. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name, be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from all for the from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their, 
their, their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen. There are so many other passages, like I said, that we can read from, but to these two passages, uh, this one passage rather, um, speaks about what we just did today. And I must confess to you that um, um, I struggled today uh, in the area of the fasting. I really struggled because um, uh, <laughs> work plenty. And um, I was pushing myself and I'm praying. And uh, the Lord heard my prayers. The thing about it is that um, I did not put on sad face or um, I did not have an unwashed face, you know. As some people who will be fasting uh, after eating secretly, they will rub powder on their, uh, you know, their mouth. That one is rubbish. But then we're talking about prayer. We're talking about prayer. Um, one of the things that Christians neglect the most is the aspect of prayer. We'll do the theoretical side and will also show us the practical side of this prayer that we talk about. And I'm going to rush you know, some of the things we're going to say uh, because I know that it is actually for emphasis sake. Remember very well that the last time, many, 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 about maybe a, two or three years ago, that we studied something about prayer, we said something about this finger, Sabi. Remember? Huh? How to remember to know what to pray for, even without any prayer requests before us. Now, when you stand like this, uh, which actually some people would think actually this actually this how you stand, it is not. Is it? You'll be feeling pains after a while. But when you stand like this, you can stand for long. And when you want to pray, I think you fold your hands like this. This is actually what we were taught in school. And so we say that this thumb uh, is the closest to you. What should this one remind you of? Uh, those who are close to you and also even your enemies. Uh, remember to pray, pray for, the, for your loved ones and also pray for your enemies, those who have chosen to choose you as enemies. Uh, and then this is the index finger. Uh, what will this remind you of? Uh, your pastor, your teacher, your doctor, uh, uh, and who? and some influential people in our society. This one. How many of us remember to pray, pray for your pastor today? Okay, don't raise up your hand. Uh, please, uh, I'm just actually trying to actually let you know that uh, remember to pray for your pastors. 
We need your prayers. We need your prayers. And then the middle one is actually the tallest of the fingers, Abi. Uh, what should this remind you of? Mr. President, your governor, uh, your principal, uh, leaders of um, businesses and industries, those who have that um, opportunity of changing your lives. You see, when businesses fail, guess what? The leaders might, might have eaten the money and then they put you into jeopardy. Okay, this one. Now, this one, the fourth one, is actually called the weakest huh? finger. Huh? This should remind you to pray for who? The weak ones, the weak people, the less fortunate people, the sick, and so on and so forth. And then this one, the last one is the little one. Who? Yourself. Yourself. Huh? We have put others before yourself, Abby. Wonderful. Because as you intercede for others, guess what? The Holy Spirit is interceding on your behalf too. And when you're tired and you're not praying for yourself, guess what? Uh, you've been prayed for already. And, um, but that is not the, the very thing that uh, we want to look into. What is prayer? What is prayer? Prayer is simply put, talking with God. Talking with God is a true two-way connection. But in most cases, we do it the one way. We talk to God and we don't listen. We don't in any way give him a chance to talk with us. Is that so? It is not, it shouldn't be so. We need to hear from him. And sincerely, God speaks. God speaks. And um, then we see that um, in this, as we speak to God and God speaks to us, we have confidence that things will be all right. Then there are so many facets uh, uh, to prayer, which includes waiting, waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord. Isaiah 40, 31 says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Waiting on the Lord. Sometimes difficulties come and you are very confused. You are so thrown into pieces that you want to run you know, from pillar to post. But when you wait on the Lord, the Lord God Almighty will reveal himself. Then interceding or praying for others, it involves interceding and praying for others. Few of the things that we have mentioned. Asking God for what we need. That one we do very well. Asking God for what we need. It is a selfish thing to just remain there because prayer should involve thanksgiving. It should involve listening to God. It should involve offering praises to God as a sacrifice and asking God for the forgiveness of our sins. The Bible says that he who says he has no sin is a liar and has made God a liar. And we know that God is never a liar. Now, 
Let's see. I think um, it may be important. I'm looking at the time, and um, I know that um, um, I should not waste much time uh, in some of these aspects. Uh, do we need to pray when we know that God actually knows all our needs? For nothing is hidden from him. You know, Jesus Christ actually said it here that do not in any way be repeating yourselves as the heathen do. For your father knows what you need, you have need of, even before you ask him. So, why do we need to pray? Uh, let's actually come to these facts. Prayer is not only something done because we have to. It's not only something we have to do. And it is not done just to please God. After all, I've spoken, to, uh, we, uh, uh, I've spoken with God. No. But we must see prayer as a rare privilege. It is a privilege given to us in order that we may go to God who is gracious enough to condescend to our low estate to hear us. God desires to hear us. He wants to hear our voice. He wants to hear our coming to him. And the privilege given to us by the death of Christ on the cross of Calvary in which he said it is finished and the veil got turned from top to bottom to reveal the holy of holies. Such a privilege should not be neglected by believers in Christ. And so we see here that um, uh, we need to be willing to actually pray and um, make ourselves totally open to God. And again, we see that prayer re releases forgiveness, forgiveness of sins. It strengthens us. It grants us peace. Oh, um, sometimes, you know, we are in real mess. But after praying, you have inner peace. And you just say to yourself, come what may, I know that God is with me. Such a thing cannot be derived from anywhere else. Prayer also enables us to cooperate with God. To cooperate with God. And here we see that... Um, God has committed himself into answering prayers. God has really made us to know this. And God is willing to change his plans in response to prayer. God is willing to change his plans. Remember very well when uh, uh, God was about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Huh? And this was told Abraham. What did Abraham do? He sought the face of God and was speaking with God. Did God speak to him? Yes. For he said, what if 50 righteous people can be found in that land? Will you still destroy it? And God said, what? No, I will not. Reduced it to 10. What if only 10? You see, God was patient and very much interested in hearing us. God will have changed his, pl his plans concerning Sodom and Gomorrah if 
you know, by asking, and the response is, yes, I have 10, and I will not destroy it. Then again, through prayer, God's kingdom can be more established on earth in our time. We need to pray unto God for this. See, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are asking for God to establish his kingdom here on earth. Then again, prayer has unlimited um, uh, possibilities. Unlimited possibilities. Because God's blessings are boundless. God is rich in blessings to the point that it can, you cannot exhaust it. Over 7 billion people are in the world. And yet, God can bless us in tremendous ways if we just be his children. And um, prayer brings glory to God the Father. See, Jesus Christ said, pray and the Lord God Almighty will answer your desires so that his name may be glorified. So that his name may be glorified. And um, then prayer can change circumstances and situations to be in line with God's will and God's heart. We sin when we fail to pray. We sin when we pray, fail to pray for others. You know the prophet that said that? Samuel. Oh, I will sin not to pray for you. And our daily prayers, by the grace of God, we pray for every member of the church. It may actually be a collective prayer, but when we know that a member needs a special you know, attention, by the grace of God, we do not fail to pray for such in our daily prayers at home and in our individual prayers also. We fail God if we do not pray because God says that we should ask him. Ask of me. And when we don't ask, like James will say, we have not because we ask not. And when we ask, we ask amiss. We see here that um, we must pray in the, in, in the line of um, God's will. And um, how do we pray? Who do we pray with? Who do we pray with? You can pray alone. You can pray with one or two others who, have, who will agree together with you. If two or three shall agree as to touching anything, huh? I'm believing it shall be done by my Father who is in heaven. So when you're faced with a moment when it seems as if it's difficult for you to, to really express you know, your, 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 your mind the way you, you, you would have wished to do so, get one or two to agree with you. And the Lord God Almighty will do so. Then we can pray with groups of other believers, as we are doing here now. We can do so. And by this, we see that um, the Lord will be glorified. Of course, can we mention some hindrances, in hindrances to prayer? Hindrances to effective prayer. Can I hear from 
sin, sin. That is unconfessed sin. Unconfessed sin can hinder your prayers. Another one. Huh? Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is one area that, you know, can easily hinder our prayers. You have somebody in mind and uh, you are not forgiving the person because the person has wronged you. And then you want to pray to your father to actually forgive you. It's a lie. You try all you can. Shout all you can. Somersault all you can. Huh? You just see that you'll be babbling like the prophets of Baal. Then another one. Guilt. Fear. Doubt or fear or lack of faith. Fear is the opposite of faith. So fear, doubt, and lack of faith is actually another one. Pride, you said? Is it? Huh? Did somebody say pride? Okay. Pride. Mm. All right. What about laziness? Laziness. Huh? When you have some a need and you don't go to your had earthly father to say that uh, uh, please uh, dad I need this or that yes your father may want to do it for you but when you are just you know a, a commodity that actually is a waste <laughs> nothing to add to the, to, 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 the, to the family nothing to add you are just uh, a consumer you think your father will be happy to do it for you now, laziness actually is all-encompassing. Laziness to, laziness to pray. You don't ask. You're lazy to pray. Um, in um, the, the, the discipleship program, how many people actually do their quiet time? It's not quiet time that um, will make some people to be uh, defaulters. Quiet time. When they come to class, Huh? They score 100% in their exams. But quiet time. When they should have done 40, they have done 5. You know, laziness. It's another one. Wrong motives. Wrong motives. Huh? We ask amiss. We ask for selfish interest. We ask for things that actually we do not really even know are good for us. What we need to know is that Satan is always afraid of prayerful Christians. Satan is afraid of prayerful Christians. I come to see this. Maybe it will encourage us that even juju priests will ask those who take your name to them. Huh? Does this person pray. You see, a prayer warrior. Why? Because they will know that such a person will counter everything that they have done in secret. But when the person says, uh, in fact, to go to church uh, is a drag. It will drag to go to church. Service will start at 8. He will be there at 9.30 to meet, to meet the grace. Ah, they will say, ah, don't worry. This one will work. 
So if you don't want any power of the of the of, of the um, juju to have dominion over you, be a prayerful Christian. And of course, uh, you know that the Lord has given us authority over evil forces to trample on uh, you know, serpents and scorpions and other things that actually may naturally harm us. And it is in prayer, prayer, that we can actually do this in the name of Jesus. You know, prayer would not catch off guard. Uh, I mean, Satan would not catch off guard those who pray. You know, the Lord said, pray, uh, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Some people watch only. They don't pray. Of course, I know that some people pray without watching. You can still be safe because God will be your light. Like when you are watching and uh, in fact, you see so many things that will frighten you. That will make you to actually cringe and uh, uh, you know, lose your, 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 your faith. Then prayer brings us closer to God so we can have relationship with him. A wonderful you know, closeness to God. Why actually uh, do we think we can have confidence in prayer? Why? I believe sincerely that um, there are three, three purposes to this. One is God's character. God's character. When God says yes, no one can say no. When God says that I will be your God and whatever you ask of me, make your desires known to me, I will answer you. Know that you can have confidence in it. His character is faithful. is merciful. And uh, all impossibilities can be made possible in him. So, let the faithfulness of God be fulfilled concerning your prayers. There are so many Bible passages to this, but um, we'll go on. And then the second thing is that we are God's children. That we are God's children, that actually should make us to know that God desires to listen to us. In a babbling as to what and what we want to ask, God understands. When we cannot even alter the words, God sees. And the last one is actually, let the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit to help us. We do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit makes intercession for us with groaning can, that cannot be altered. That is what, you know, the Spirit does concerning us. And um, so we know that in intercession, we have been interceded for. And Jesus Christ also is interceding for us, pleading our case before his Father. What a wonderful privilege we have as Christians. Then, of course, uh, um, when we pray, please, uh, let us continue to appeal to God's character. Let us continue to appeal to God's promises. Let us pray with praises and thanksgiving. Let us pray in faith. Let us pray with confidence as we approach God's throne of grace and so on and so forth. 
a practical lesson that I want us to quickly have uh, to know that indeed God is no respecter of persons. It's found in the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 19. Kindly turn to 2 Kings 19 and we'll read verses 14 to 19. 2 Kings 19, 14 to 19. And uh, Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Then Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, the one who dwells between the cherubim. You are God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear the words of the Nakarib, cherub, which is sent which he has sent to reproach the living God. Truly, Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were, no, they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore, they destroyed them. Now, therefore, O Lord our God, I pray, save us from his hand, that all kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you are the Lord God, you alone. What a wonderful, wonderful thing. I brought this as an example to know that by the grace of the Almighty God, God is always ready to come to our aid. But seven things I will quickly want to draw from Ezekiah, which I believe that we need to imbibe in. The first thing is actually this. When he got the letter, to whom did he go? Huh? To God. He got, he got, he went alone to God. Alone with God. Remember, the threat against, was, was against Jerusalem, not against Ezekiah, as an individual. Against Jerusalem. But as the leader of, as the king of um, Israel, huh, it was his problem and he did not in any way seek for uh, a man of God. He went alone. Why? This is a fight uh, against the living God. Secondly, Ezekiah got the letter and um, attached it with prayer immediately. Or attacked, rather. He attacked the threat 
Huh? Immediately. He did not wait. He did not consult. He did not call his um, um, chief captain of, of his army to ask, do we have enough ammunition? No. He went immediately. He actually went to God immediately, not the next day, not sleeping on it. Then I will actually know what to do. Immediately, he went to God. And that is actually what we need to do. Let me ask you, what do you do first when you have serious headache? Let's be sincere now. What do you do? You are looking for Panadol. Huh? And if Panadol doesn't work, then you go to your doctor. And then when the doctor says, uh -huh, this thing is uh, something, though, then we, who do we go to now? God. <laughs> uh, Hezekiah did not do that. He went straight to God. It is a fight. It is a fight. And, um, and then um, in his prayer, in his prayer, he was open and honest. Huh? May I say this to every one of us here present. Whatever you have learned from uh, other denominations and so on and so forth, let me tell you the truth and nothing but the truth today. You are a hypocrite when you know that you are sick and you are telling people that you are well. God knows. Tell him, Lord, I'm sick. I need you to heal me. Don't say that um, uh, uh, when you confess negatively. What, what is negative about telling the, the, the Lord what actually is happening to you? I feel pain. I'm grieved. I'm not happy. Lord, financially, we are low. Tell God about it. The Lord God Almighty would look through your honesty and know that, yes, you need help. He said that when you know your problem, that problem is what? Half solved. Then again, Hezekiah was honoring and humble enough and respected. Huh? He was respectful of who God is. He was respectful of who God is. He, he cried to God. The other nations that these Assyrians uh, destroyed, they have uh, gods of wood and of stone. You are the only God, the maker of heaven and earth. And let people know that, yes, we have a living God in our nation. Wow. In other words, because of your name, rescue this nation. Not because of our strength. And do not look at our inadequacies or our sins. But because of your name. Do you know that God is actually very much ready to do something about us? To change our course around? Even uh, in spite of our dirtiness, if we cry to him and be honest. We surely do it. And again, Hezekiah prayed, um, prayed a very bold prayer. Very bold prayer. 
These people are defeated already. Why? Whoever will contend with Jerusalem will contend with you. See them. See the threat. See the, the letter he wrote. Can you picture Hezekiah opening the letter and placing it maybe on your table like this? And I believe sincerely that he was not standing. I believe that he was kneeling down. As the king of Israel, he knew that he had a, a king over him. The king of kings. He went. Do you know that you can sneak into the church in order for you to actually present your case before God by yourself? Nobody knowing. And God Almighty will work miracles in your life to the point that your disgrace will turn to testimony. Then Hezekiah dependent, depended on God. He depended on God. He did not depend on his armories. He did not in any way. Look at the size of the army of Zenak Kerib or Kerib. He did not. He has defeated many lands. But this one, he will fail. A prayer of dependence on God. Lord, this is my limit. And where your limit ends, God's help starts. Amen? Then, let's look at verse 19 together. Verse 19, let's look at it again. Now, therefore, O Lord, our God, I pray, save us from his hand, that all the nations, all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are the Lord God, you alone. Prayer of certainty. He was certain. He was, he had concluded the war before it started. The nations around will know that you alone are God. God will actually rise. Do you, you know when, when, when people are, are giving you the what do you call that something? What, what is the something? When they are oriki. Yeah? What, what, what they call it? You know you know? Yeah? Uh-huh, eulogy. When they are, especially uh, in fact, the, the drummers, the talking drummers uh, do it a lot for kings. Their head will swell. Wow! Yes, it's me. Huh? Huh. You know what? God rises to our help when we know who he is. You are God and you alone. No one, no one can ever be compared to you. For every other God is an idol. You are the one, the only living God. Amen. I pray that we'll remember all this and be able to pray with effectiveness, with faith, and uh, with the assurance that whatever we have asked of, the Lord God Almighty will do beyond it. Amen.